0: jesse aka the bizzle Yo, the bizzle thank you <laughs> the bizzle thank you the bizzle yeah the bizzle
1: all right ladies and gentlemen of the Bizzlecast, welcome back to the awkward controllers episode nine here with my boy ethan l underscore fedorable ethan what is up with you in the land of video game
0: uh, you know, the usual, just playing fucking video games all day, every day to mask my <laughs> depression of a life, but you know, that's fine. Right, and
1: you get paid to do this, right? You've got like a sponsorship or, or something of some sort? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: A- ab- absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All of the sponsorships. I mean, only, um, at Corporation sponsors me, uh, with all of the, uh, with all of the, um, dollars.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't afford to do this on your own, right? So you need clearly, clearly, someone to help you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would like to give a, a strong shout out to Activision for supplying me all of the revenue for Diablo Immortal and uh, other, other, just fantastic ideas that Activision has um, supplied to the gaming world over the years. You know,
1: absolutely. So, absolutely absolutely we love activision they're a great company um they really know what they're doing they treat their employees amazingly
0: yeah it only my life would only be better if ea was sponsoring
1: oh i love electronic arts man we've never talked about this I'm, i'm a huge fan of like fuck ea YOU MOTHERFUCKERS, GET STAR WARS OUT OF YOUR GRUBBY HANDS, YOU PIECES OF SHIT, ASSHOLE, MOTHERFUCKER, ANUS, HOLE BAGS. That's the best I got. Uh, You know what, though? Yes. Even we got a number of topics in terms of some uh, Switch Labo VR stuff, which I think is ridiculous, but I, maybe I just don't understand. We've got some huge Apex news. We've got a few games to talk about, and we got to talk about the fact that I'm bought in as far as I can to Destiny 2 at this point. Maybe we'll end with that. But dude, I, I cannot believe that. EA still has this Star Wars license, but furthermore, I want it to go away the way the prequels went away. I don't even need Star Wars games. I just want them to stop making bad Star Wars games. That's where I'm at at this point. It's very sad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean
0: – so I, I, I still want there to be great Star Wars games. And EA definitely should no longer have the license. No, it's just no. uh, what's his what, what's his name at um what's his name at Disney just as like was like Iger. on paper he was like he was yeah. like I, I, Iger was like I believe Electronic Arts has done a fantastic job with the Star Wars license for making games. But they
1: normally just fire just like, people. Why don't they fire them?
0: It, it's it has to do with Disney's fear of fucking video games because it's the medium they yeah. never got fucking right. It just had, and I, I don't understand. Which, which is, is crazy because Disney?
1: even when Lucasfilm was fucking up with the prequels, Lucas Arts, the video game company, was making amazing games, including Knights of the Old Republic. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's, Bioware it's so, and Lucas
1: Arts together rocked the world with Knights of the Old Republic, and now yeah. both of them are a shell. Yeah,
0: I. What it comes down to is, is just. Disney's afraid to do it, I don't understand why Disney's afraid to do it. They have all of the dollars, mm-hmm. and they can make all of the dollars whenever they want to. I don't understand why Disney doesn't want to do it.
1: Can I throw a theory by you? Okay. This is honestly not – I have no answer to this theory, um, but you know the predictions I make and the things I talk about. Could this be related to the Netflix Marvel Defenders strategy? Where they pretend like everything's going to shit and they're canceling everything. After a while, like they're going to start canceling EA, and it's all, and then all of a sudden they're going to launch some new huge thing within Disney, and that's what they're waiting for—is for this contract to run out so they can launch it within Disney. I'm not saying that's what's happening, but if you look at the business practices, one might come to the conclusion that that is what's happening or could be happening.
0: It's possible. Here's yeah. the thing, right? Like. We've seen plenty of things. We, we, we've seen plenty of time and lots of corporations, like always, like will make a situation seem just okay or dandy doodle just to answer the question or to dodge it and just move on because they're waiting for the yeah. situation to be get over with because they don't want to pay to get out of it. Right. Yep. Same mm-hmm. thing. Literally, something just something very similar just happened, which people, uh, Activision's also in hot water for, but the whole Bungie Activision leaving thing, right? A few weeks before or like a month and a half before we knew Bungie was leaving partnership with Activision, Activision's early call was like, oh, we – our expectations were too low for for forsaken sales. So we're going to try to look at more ways to monetize Destiny. Can we go down this rabbit hole? Can we go
1: down this rabbit hole? So. I'm about to ask you either your interpretation of what you know of the events or extrapolation if you don't know a lot of what actually went on between Activision and Bungie. If you had to – you know how after like a plane crash, they try and put the pieces back together uh, in sort of a reverse timeline to figure out how it crashed, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. if you were putting the pieces together about how this plane crashed – How would you put it together in terms of did Bungie tell Activision to fuck off both ways, the other way, or or
0: something more complicated than that? My best guess is between Activision stock dropping, they looked at their assets and said, okay, we can't keep affording to do this or if we want our stock to go back up, we need to cut a bunch of people. So here's the solution. We have an early out clause with Bungie as part of our partnership. And we're going to take advantage of that by cutting them out of the loop and then not have to fire 1200 employees, just fire 800. Hmm. That's that, hmm. that, 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 that's my best guess.
1: Hmm. Well, uh, uh, on, on, on paper, Bungie has way more to lose than Activision in going solo. But I got to be honest, man me getting into destiny too which we're going to talk about a little bit later is not directly correlated to them going independent but the fact that they are didn't hurt my motivations if that made sense right right because i love badass Take no prisoners, mid level, independent video game and computer game companies like Blizzard back in the day, like Bungie now. I this is what I love about the industry. And again we won't dwell on the fact that Nintendo and, and Sony treats their prize studios sort of like this in terms of the autonomy that they have. Yes, ultimately they report to Nintendo or Sony. Nevertheless, they're giving a lot of autonomy in terms of money and time and so forth, right? Am I wrong? Right.
0: Yeah, and I mean, hopefully, ho- hopefully the path Bungie takes is let's release it when it's ready rather than releasing a product when it's, not ready, mm-hmm. um, as it, it, the alleged articles from Jason Schreier and the alleged stories of what happened with both dev cycles uh-huh. for Destiny 1 and 2 shows that it was very troubled launch cycles, and that those those games were not ready to release, As obviously, as we knew when they first launched. And what Bungie wanted to do with those games was make them, obviously, complete games, and they did not launch as complete games, because Activision was like, well... Let's do this thing where uh, you release the game, and then we'll fix it later. So
1: I haven't just been playing Destiny, man. I have been studying the Destiny. Okay. And here's what I've realized, which is maybe a very obvious point. When you're a movie aficionado, you're all about the world building, right? Right. You're all about the characters and the world building. And I'm not saying that's not important in Destiny. But what I realized with Destiny 2 was whether Activision booted them out the door or they took themselves out the door, it's because of the central gaming mechanics that they can build around. And this is exactly what was our analysis of why um, No Man's Sky, for a very different reason, not only survived but succeeded in the long run because the engine was there the ideas were there they just need to flesh out the playing world if that made sense as opposed to fallout 76 which is just a giant fucking disaster from a coding you know standpoint and um and so forth So do you think that that was it? It was Bungie recognized at some level that they had such a great feedback loop in terms of the gameplay that they could go out on their own even though there is still some dispute whether the game was okay, good, great, or otherwise and and still needed some work for the future. But they felt so good about the core mechanics of the game that they could strike out on their own. Pure hypothesis on my point. Interested what you think.
0: I mean I, I, I think I think for Bungie it was really it, it's it's that this is a development studio that really cares about its game. And it's evident in the fact that they stuck they, they stick with their game just like just like um no man's the no man's sky team did. And even though the no man's sky team was like they were all millionaires at that point right or something like, like they, they made each of them made a ton of money right because there's only six employees like they stuck with their game and wanted to fix it and make it a real game right. rather than rather than let it let it by the way inside. it made its money it was a commercial excess and it would go on for all time to be the greatest disappointment in gaming right instead they stuck around and fixed it Fair and enough. the same team it's the same thing with the Bungie studio where they care enough about their game they are Gamers at heart, they're game developers at heart. That they are going to stick around and make fix their game. Fair enough. And it, it, that, that, that's what that's one of the greatest uh, game studios on the world, and that's shown by Bungie's employee retention rate. Mm-hmm. G- it, make no mistake that game game development is one of the harshest empl- uh, employment uh, uh, sectors in the United States, if not the rest of the world. Sure and. Like, that's that's shown from everybody who works at all these different studios that are all different publishers or different studios around the world, even just solo developers. Mm-hmm. That's just that's shown everywhere and from all the different books we've right. used to do, from Masters of Doom. Yes. Uh, what was the Console edition, one? Um, Console Wars. Oh, um, uh, the video, yeah, Tryer video game. Yeah. And, and yep. uh, By the way, Tryer really not like
1: Pillars of Eternity 2, which is what I'm hearing from most people. Is that interesting? that the two Divinity games are very much setting themselves apart from the two um, Pillars games, which I totally agree with. Even though I haven't played a, played a ton of Divinity, I have it on both systems, it's much more colorful and fun than Pillars of Eternity. But um, certainly his coverage of that was great. But Ethan, I have to ask you, man, because when we started the podcast, uh, PUBG, um, PlayerUnknown's battleground was the big thing, and then a couple months later, Fortnite started being the big thing. And now Fortnite's been the big thing for a while, but now, Ethan, Madude, Apex Legends has hit 50 million people, and they have so many people, they just banned almost a half a million people for cheating on top of that 50 yeah. million people. That's the ultimate sign of success. But people are paying for destiny. Is... PUBG, Fortnite, Apex, are these games cheapening games like Destiny where you have to pay for it and have such a much bigger commitment as opposed to these free games? Or do you think it, it, from a pure gamer standpoint – forget the marketing and the money. From a pure gamer standpoint, is it clear that Destiny 2 is much better than these other games that I've named and that's what's going to sustain it?
0: I mean it, so it, it's a mixture of different things, right? For the multiplayer games you mentioned, with like PUBG, Fortnite, Apex, these games will sustain themselves on cosmetics because they know that a gamer will pay $20 to shell out for a, for to make their character look good. Versus Destiny, where it, it based itself off of an expansion model similar to how WoW does it, where we will sell you more content to do, keep playing the game over time, as a world, a, a living world, social experience like WoW was. Right, right, right. And right. so, and so, they're just they're different. They're different ways to lead a game based on what type of game it is. But uh, more or less, uh, I think what you're driving at is which game is which game is uh, more profitable for those who publish or develop them. And it it really just depends on what your product is. But that's what I'm asking you. I'm asking you:
1: is the product so much better with Destiny Two? My, I mean, spoiler alert. I think the answer to this is yes. But I I have way more experience at this point with Destiny Two than these free games because I haven't played Fortnite or Apex or anything. But it seems to me the money is worth it. My question is: How do you sustain the model of a paid MMO when you have all these free shooters? I guess you know. Okay, there, that's what. Okay, I got there, you. there. There's a gameplay limitation to the um, battle royale system, right? And so right. That, that's part of it. So, it, so it part- if Destiny Two devolved into battle royale, I would lose interest in a second. That has not been my experience so far.
0: No. So, so I mean, so here's part of it. So part of it is, obviously, they're grabbing at different markets. Yes. A Battle Royale game is grabbing at a player versus player market. Truth. And Destiny is grabbing at a more MMO, RPG-lite uh, market, where single-player looter shooters, are grindy, gr- people who like grindy games, are going to be more interested. Now, while Destiny has PvP, it has what, what is now known as the Arena Shooter versus the Battle Royale Shooter. Mm. And since Battle Royale is the hotness, PvP players are more likely to be drawn toward Battle Royale shooters than they are the arena shooter. Mm. So it all it all just depends on which person you're trying to market your game at. And they they very clearly like they there's a very big line the line drawn in the sand that uh marks which game is which the only game that, like you were saying, has devolved into a battle royale would be Fortnite. Right. Because with Fortnite, Fortnite released as a looter shooter, MMO, zombie horde mode game. And then they released their battle royale game for free a couple months after it came out. Mm -hmm. Because Fortnite, when it first came out, wasn't considered much of a success. Right. It was kind of... it It was nichely known... It was very grindy. Its RPG systems were really clunky and not smooth or very engaging, and they, in general, didn't attract a lot of attention. Yes, and it's because it's because of Fortnite Battle Royale that Epic is in the position it is now. If Epic never releases that, there is no Epic Game Store. There is no like there there is no mass Battle Royale appeal outside of. Things like PUBG and whatnot, and possibly there's no Apex Legends.
1: Yes, but Ethan, I got a trophy in Destiny Two, man. Okay. And I've only played what, five, six hours? I got the okay. fucking um, I'm trying to look. So it's a sil- it's a silver trophy. The okay. people's hero complete a heroic public event. You know, I mean, already the PvE environment is way more exciting than any kind of Battle Royale thing. For me, as someone who you know is very difficult to get into multiplayer games, but this is what I would be getting into, and so I do think there's still an advantage here. Um, I don't know enough about Apex Legends. Are are they offering more than a Battle Royale, or or is that pretty much what's going on? No,
0: no. I mean, mean, the the three of those games are Battle Royales, and... Epic's not even trying to push the PvE mode.
1: Which I think is good for, for Destiny. Corporate. The more these free services do the same thing and don't get super creative, the better it is for games like Destiny, right?
0: Yeah. And I mean, if if we're talking about, like, competition for Destiny, what we really want to be focused on are games like at, save, save Your Disgruntled Moaning Till After uh... i and Everything. Or Get It Out Now, That's Fine. <laughs> Anthem... Division Two, Warframe Dude, would be the big. I listened
1: re- to our old podcast, like our really old podcast, a couple like a week or two ago when I was mm-hmm. going back through, and I called Anthem from the be- when you described Anthem to me at the end of 2017 that it was EA and what it was and what they weren't telling us. I called it way back then that it would be a disaster, and that's not a credit to me being Nostradamus as much as it's predictable that EA would screw up something like that, which makes their success with Apex on the surface more impressive, but as another Battle Royale, again, if I'm Bungie, I'm going, mm, okay. You know, I'm I'm I'm, right. I'm 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 really not that concerned if I'm Bungie at this point, even with Apex's 50 million people, because while some people are buying loot boxes and stuff, a lot of people aren't buying shit. Um, you know what I mean? And it's not forming a community like Destiny. And as you've pointed out, and I've heard from other people, Destiny is a very welcoming community and it's constantly building. And again, I will say every single podcast that all of the young podcasters and YouTubers that I listen to and watch either respect or love destiny so you know what i mean so if i'm them i'm feeling pretty good even with the 50 million apex legends but i'm open for uh debate that says i'm i'm wrong about that point
0: right and so it's so destiny's pvp is actually in a pretty rough spot at the moment uh most most destiny uh content creators and
1: who cares PvP sucks. The
0: well it, it, it is it is a part of the game jesse just because you haven't experienced it yet doesn't mean and, and so so I'm speaking now as a member of the Destiny community Uh-oh. who plays Destiny as, a, as its MMO. Okay. okay. I, I can go off, I can go for fucking two hours. I, I went for 25 minutes I'm with sure some random can. people I met in a raid today about how, like, what could be approved, what could they do, what's the situation, what's all this about. Like, d- down from the economics to what they did three years ago in Destiny, right? Like, I, I, there is so much to speak about with this game from me as a community member and what I personally wanted to see or enjoy. And part of it is is that if we're comparing Apex Legends to Destiny, we need to talk about the two things that can that are most similar to them, mm-hmm. and that would be Destiny's PvP versus Anthem's PvP, Hmm. quite simply, Right. And that, that being it is, there is a real reason why there's 50 million people playing Apex Legends, which is because the arena shooter is dying. It's dying. It's not the new hotness. It's not the current hotness. Do you remember back in the PS3, 360, uh, Xbox 360 days where it seemed like any game that involved guns had an arena shooter built into it?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, goes goes back to Quake 3 in the late 90s, honestly. Right,
0: right. And so everybody and their mom was trying to put an arena shooter into their video game to try to get it to sell units. Right. And Battle Royale is just that the new version of that. That's right. the reality of what it is. And Apex Legends is a success because if you, if you throw enough of something at, at the problem, it might, or, or the situation, you might get something out of it. And Apex Legends just happened to be a success. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure you've watched the Jim Sterling videos where he has gameplay in the background of some horrible battle royales before, correct?
1: He likes Destiny, by the way. Yeah, he does.
0: He does. Um, but here's he the, the, yeah, no the monetization to him for him was was pretty uh, mm-hmm. rough. But uh, it, it for most people, it, it, it is not the game; it's the lack of content, or yeah. it's the amount of the pricing for the content. Sure. So.
1: No, absolutely, absolutely. But if you look at me liking what I've seen so far of Destiny 2, it's not the crazy multiplayer action or whatever, you know, which I will be getting more of and that's fine. That's part of why I went in after, I mean, look, I paid five dollars for the base game, so to go out and pay twenty dollars for the legendary collection made total sense. I was like, because if I actually get into this, I don't want to stop. You know, I want to keep going. I want to keep going, right. and going and going and going. Not to buy future DLC, fine, but I've now spent twenty five dollars on everything that you can buy in the store for Destiny two, and you know, so far it's going great. But I love. The shooting, I love the movement, I love the world building, I feel like the potential is so high. There is no potential to a battle arena only game, because the whole game is based around just being a fucking battle arena. This is so much more... You know, and whether people love Destiny's Battle Arena or not, that's fine. I don't really care. But the bottom line is, I feel like there's so much more to be explored in this kind of universe and this time of game, which is why I'm willing to invest the dollars and the time in it and why I'm not interested in any of these other games like Fortnite and Apex. Does that make sense?
0: No, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. And for me, who is an all-around gamer who does enjoy multiplayer games and has played a fair bit of Apex, a little bit of Fortnite. I actually own the PVE version of Fortnite, so I was able to speak on that a little bit for myself. Yeah, yeah. But and on um, and and games like PUBG, I did play PUBG for a while before. Uh, while well, that was the hottest. Like, listen, like multiplayer games for me is it, it's it's all about playing to win. It, it's it's that experience of playing to win and playing with friends and enjoying a co-op experience and games like battle Royales offer that because it's an exhilarating 20 minute match where you're trying to be the best player in the lobby. That's it. That's what it's all about. Hmm. And th- that's what it offers me. And I can pick it up and put it down. That's hmm. what's enjoyable about a multiplayer experience versus destiny two, for example, where I have spent the last, the better part of 20 fucking weeks Trying to farm one gun that I have not gotten because it's it, cause of the drop rate it drops at, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like I don't enjoy that type of experience. I'm real fucking upset about how I haven't gotten a gun after twenty fucking very low weeks.
1: drop weight drop drop rate for women. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, That's from the guild. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. It, <laughs> yeah. it makes sense. Women, they sense. will not go out with me, and also a very low drop rate.
0: <laughs> Minus two, Jeff, two to, yeah, Minus five to initiative every time you try to pick up. Yeah, go Minus five to initiative every time you try to pick up. Yeah. What. No good. But but, it's, but so those offer two totally different core yes. experiences yes. that I both appreciate, me personally. Sure, and I understand why you might not appreciate it because for you, it's not that I appreciate it. But, I just
1: love the world building of Destiny 2 I'm excited to explore all these new places. Uh, you know, right. yeah. And, it's, so, and so it's a positive play, thing. It's not a negative thing against these other things. It's Destiny 2 being like, oh, because dude, when Destiny One first came out, even on the PS4. It was slow. It was slow. The shooting was slow. The movement was slow. Everything was slow. The other night when I was jumping around and didn't even die once, beating two bosses and a whole bunch of henchmen, it was thrilling combat. I I, I had never experienced in a Destiny game before, and... It was all AI. I mean, the couple other humans around weren't doing shit. It was all AI, and it was absolutely thrilling. So I I have to give props or props or do. And this is where you take your victory lap if you want for getting me sucked into this.
0: No, I don't have to take a victory map. you're happy (laughs) while playing a video game, why would I take a victory lap because
1: of it? It's great. I love it, dude. It's awesome. It's awesome even though it takes 100 gigabytes uh, by the way um, speaking of 100 gigabytes um, uh, wait which is the game um, there's another game that takes on 100 gigabytes now I'm no I'm losing it here um, by the way apex legends dropping new news about NPC's weapons abilities. Is EA just making a complete course correction here in terms of saying fuck it to Anthem and just investing everything in the 50 million plus people playing Apex Legends? I mean, it it pains me that EA stumbled on something successful by accident because I don't think they deserve it, but there's nothing I can do about it.
0: Right. I think think what's important about this situation, and I hope this is what EA is thinking and implementing is that they know that they were in a very similar situation with anthem as i'm sure activision was with destiny yeah where they where they saw they were like wait you've been working on this for five years and it's nowhere near done yeah well sorry we can't do this we gotta release it like we can't keep paying for this right and so and so i what i hope the situation is, is
1: division two 90 gigabytes sorry go ahead
0: yeah division 2 is huge Who
1: cares? Um, and Who it's cares? so much
0: smaller on xbox and pc
1: it doesn't matter which, is, Who cares? which is the weird
0: part Who cares? but anyway everything well, runs fine like, off
1: external hard drives on playstations guys spoiler I
0: alert i can't i can't even comment on division 2 right now because it's not fully out yet but anyway yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry good i i what i hope the situation with anthem is is, is that they cut the content that wasn't done they're going to release that over time as fully finished experiences for free that people can enjoy and experience. And then they continue to do so with new content that they hit that they haven't planned out yet sure, and make the game better and better and better and better and better over time. Mm-hmm. And listen, listen, this is very important. If they do this and they do this successfully and the content is good and it's all fucking free, that's a huge step over destiny because destiny is always charged for their quote unquote updates and many quality of life updates come at the same time as content releases Mm. meaning it's it's heavily incentivized that you basically buy the new content in other words paying for your quality of life updates right 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 so it it, it's it's within these things that like ea has their chance at redemption at a chance to like make the gaming community better and make good games right Mm -hmm. on the flip side of that i don't fucking believe that will happen anytime soon or if at all so I it listen, I, I hope EA takes the right path with Apex Legends because they have a winner, whether yep. they intended to be winner or not, they yep. have a winner. Okay. And this like, like this is the chance for them to like All right. like turn around and make better games. Alright.
1: I support everything you say. And I will say that if EA has done anything good in a long time, this is one of those things. Now they have esports teams flocking to Apex Legends, so I guess that's nothing unusual
0: though. I can mean, we so, say so
1: goodbye to Overwatch, or is this just a blip on the radar?
0: <sighs> Overwatch needs to do something drastic, and probably means free to play. That's that's my guess of what they need to do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, listen, Overwatch League is still going strong. Here's the thing about here's the thing about professional esports teams, right? You, the thing with the Overwatch League, while it's popular, it was very artificially created. It was very, it was a very much quick turnaround that what they were trying to like really force into it. Uh, and this was this was something that Activision was really pushing up and hadn't uh, up. So, I, I mean, I mean, here's the thing: Overwatch is an arena shooter, and while it's definitely the most popular arena shooter right now, with maybe Call of Duty beating it by a little bit, right, like. It, it, here's the thing, right? Like, just like I was saying earlier, battle royales are the hot stuff. So, these esports teams are going to form around these hot games. Mm-hmm. That, that's a problem with esports more than anything. Um, okay. It, 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 in, the, in the next few months, we we got to see whether I, there's no way the fifty million is going to get sustainable. Sure. Uh, it's it's either going to grow mm-hmm. or it's gonna or it's gonna Drop rapid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, we'll, we'll see whether the eSports thing sticks around. PUBG eSports isn't a thing anymore. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, the, the, we, can see where, so, we can see how that
1: went. In an announcement that is specifically built to make me happy, PlayStation 4 Remote is now compatible via app with iPhones and iPads, baby. And the app has a 4.3 with 2,000-plus ratings on the App Store, which means it's pretty decent. So theoretically, I should be able to play some of my PlayStation apps on my iPhone. It seems impossible, and I wouldn't even really want to do it, but this this is just a crazy thing.
0: Listen, you could grind Destiny on the go now, Jesse. Like, it's perfect.
1: <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not, that, I don't, I, that's not how I see, see, Ethan, and this is where. The missed opportunity of the people to come in and offer a gamepad solution to I, uh, iPhones and high-level Samsungs and so forth, as we've talked about. But this is what let the Switch be so successful, is that right. there's not that. If, if, if I could slip on a couple control uh, j- Joy-Cons to the sides of my iPhone, hell yeah, I would do that. But that's not an and, option. And that,
0: that, That's where the game voice comes in. But here's the problem with the game voice. With the, with the culture we currently live in where people upgrade their phones every year to three years, yeah. right? you got to get a new game vice every year to three years. People hate changing controllers. It's one of the things gamers hate the most is trying to change their, lo- their, their layout when they don't want to. But why can't someone have
1: invented just generic Joy-Cons for iPhones and Samsungs? Like, it doesn't seem like it would be that difficult.
0: I mean, they did. It's the Game Voice. The Game Voice. That's what it is. But it's not the
1: Joy-Cons for the Switch in terms of quality and power and so forth. Maybe it's because they're patented.
0: Maybe it's because they're patented. I don't know. But, no, I mean, mean, they do. Do you think Nintendo is going to
1: try and get directly in the cell phone business with their controls? (laughs)
0: Nintendo isn't interested in doing anything besides doing whatever the fuck they want. But wait,
1: are you saying that Nintendo is leaving money on the table? No! Unbelievable. No, they never leave money on the table. Unbelievable. Oh, no, wait. They constantly leave money on the table, which is part of why I respect their asses. They're it's, the only company that does it.
0: It's not as if they said they wanted to approve Nintendo Switch online and couldn't, Okay, know, put, all right. Put, put put the Game Boy Advance titles on there or something, all right. you know.
1: So... I never understood the labo, and so you're really gonna have to explain the labo VR. But a couple quick topics, and then we'll end on the switch. And oh, no, we'll end on an announcement that's coming, which we'll revisit in a couple days, and then we'll we'll end on this switch thing, which I just don't understand whatsoever. So a couple quick topics. Days gone. Which, you know, I was, again, only... I don't like zombie open-world games. I was only excited about because of Sam Witwer as the main character. Seems like it's good, not great. It'll probably sell enough to make it worth it, but there's not a whole lot going on there, it seems like. Thoughts? I I mean,
0: listen. I've never been... It, it, I I've, I saw Days Gone Since Inception reveal it, E3. I... Yeah. I never had any. There's not much going on there. There's personally, not,
1: the fact that they're bragging see, about it being an Unreal 4 game, you're just like, okay.
0: To me, to me, zombies in video games is not about the drama. If I wanted yeah. drama in a zombies fictional universe, yeah. I would watch The Walking Dead. Okay, right? Like, it, to me, zombies are an arcadey thing that you use either as an RPG low-level enemy, right. or you use as. Yep fucking arcadey stuff like Call of Duty zombie stuff. Yeah. All right. So now it, that I'm a level 6
1: female warlock in Destiny 2 and I got the Forsaken legendary collection, what is Season of the Drifter?
0: All right. So Season of the Drifter. Oh god. is So what what uh what Bungie's been doing with Destiny 2 is that they've been releasing their content in a way that they call it seasons so that every three to four months except for that one time that it went on too long to five months we're not going to talk about that that was a bad time Um,
1: never except for that one time when the thing happened
0: let's let's just put it this way it was the equivalent of vietnam but for destiny it was real bad it was real bad oh yeah it was real bad anyway besides that um it's basically a way to describe what the current like ecosystem and living world aspect of destiny is so when we say season of the drifter we say oh this is the this is the time of season of the drifter where it revolves around what thing came out oh gambit prime is the new game mode activity that came out that was added to destiny uh, last season it was season of the fours where they added yes. a bunch of ways for you mm-hmm. to uh, go go and explore the super um the, the super arsenal of humanity from back in the golden age, which was the time before right. the main events of destiny happened. Right. Uh, when humans had super technology and made these super powerful weapons um, made for people um, who were not born of the travelers, white, which are basically guardians. Um, I'd explore that whole like section of history in the Destiny universe and also grind out some really cool weapons that look pretty badass. Um, and so it's basically just a way to describe what's going on and what is the content that's happening right now. Season of the Drifter is Destiny's most recent expansion. It's attached to what uh, Bungie's new content release cycle called the Annual Pass. Um, so it's an addition, it's basically... Imagine so. Forsaken was the expansion. Now imagine a expansion updater. I guess it's it's a it's a three part content update happening over nine months or so to improve upon and add more content to Forsaken. I see. So and so it's to add more and more stuff over the over the course of the year until. Whatever the next content, the, the next big Forsaken expansion style is. Because the Forsaken expansion was a huge expansion. that only happens once a year for Destiny. Very on similar expansion levels of like big WoW expansion. Sure. Right? Um, this was, the annual pass was to supplement the lack of content that happens throughout the year. Nice. Because frequently in Destiny's history, if you run out of stuff to do in Destiny... You kind of. Uh, the game definitely becomes less enjoyable. There's less reasons to log in every day. And for an MMO, that's kind um, if if so of War- sad. So,
1: how does World of Warcraft do it? And how can Destiny um, mimic that formula?
0: So, the idea of the Annual Pass was to sort of mimic uh, getting more content out. I personally don't know how it works with WoW. Because I don't play well, but the the idea was let's let's keep giving the community more content over time by time gating the content release so that every week there's more stuff. There's something there's a reason for you to log in and do. Um, Hmm. what I can comment on and say is that it is a success and a failure in many regards, as is many things that Bungie does when they release content for their games. Um, I I think that they should keep the annual pass, but I think they should ditch a lot of the things that they ro- they do with it. For example, what they do is so I want you to imagine, uh, imagine right. like you know like sections of RPGs, right? So like at a lot of RPGs, level ten to level twenty is going to be like one style of the world for example, right? Well, you're in one, oh, Witcher. Perfect, Witcher. Like, uh, in Witcher, you've, like, level 10 to 20, right? right. Is the Bloody Baron and other right, related right, right, things
1: right. Yep, 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 and yep. whatnot, right? Yeah.
0: So I want you to imagine uh, in week one of the content release, you have only access to level 10 to 13 and everything within that content area. And then for the next five weeks, they're going to keep adding, giving you areas. So... 15, or 14 to 19 is week two, for example. And then it keeps going and going and going and going. And that's the way they're releasing this content. And I feel that is just such a poor way to do it. In the past, what what happened was it was like, okay, here's your con. They just slammed down all the content on the table. It was like, here's your content, guys. We'll see you in five months later. Sure. That's the way they did it. And so there's barriers to both systems. Mm-hmm. One keeps you logging in every week and say, oh, cool that I can do this stuff now. I wanna log in and do that. The other way is, oh, cool, I have all this content that I could shoot through for the next, I don't know, three and a half months. I'll do it when I feel like it, right? And they both have merits. I feel like they need to look at how they are releasing some of the content and say, okay, we can add this, we can add this in here. And I could go into that a lot more in depth. Uh, if we ever do like a specific Destiny podcast, because I don't want to go into no, uh, it's just
1: it just it, it, it's, it's it's hard yeah. to describe
0: the gameplay system sure. when someone has not experienced the game firsthand and knows what's going yes, on.
1: But it's it, it's easy for everyone to understand that they should be hiring as many writers as possible to create more scenarios and more things for people to do. I mean, it's right, it's very basic. So
0: so well, here's the thing with Destiny, right? It's not their writing, it's not their art. It's not it's not any of this it's their technical limitations to create or content. Because the game runs on an engine from 2010. Right. They are subjected to such limit time, limited time to put out new things right. that if they put out their sandbox is the core of their world. It's what allows you to take a weapon, farm a weapon in PvE, and then take it right into PvP and have it work just fine. Right? It doesn't work like a traditional COD where, oh, I have I'm going into the campaign and I can I found this gun on the ground and I can pick it up and use it. And then a multiplayer I could go and make my loadout and do that. That's not how Destiny works in the slightest. Yep. You equip your weapons, you want to go play PvE? Go play PvE. If you want to jump right into PvP, you could jump right into PvP. There's no transition, there's no This or that, it's just, oh, I'm playing PvP now, oh, I'm playing PvE now. And that creates a very dynamic experience of a world. The downside is that you have to test every single gun, every single piece of armor, and take it into different areas and make sure it doesn't, I don't know, make sure the boss instantly dies when you shoot it with one bullet. Or I don't know, makes you invincible and allows you to fly around a PvP map. Right, it doesn't. Sure. It, they have to make sure all this stuff doesn't break everything because everything is so unique. And so Destiny's problem is that uh, Jason Schreier put out some reports a couple of years ago that allegedly um, it go. takes it takes them seven hours to load a PvP map so they can start editing and working on it. That's insane. If, if that's true, and it seems like that's true just based on how, how hard it seems for them to put out content, yep. that, that's insane. That is insane. That is so anti-conductive to working right. that it, it makes it so hard for Bungie to create a flourishing content. For the game,
1: well, right, because everyone
0: everyone agrees that the game. Everyone agrees that the game is good when there's content, and the game. Everyone agrees that
1: it's good when there's not content. That's the problem. The problem is they need to not get complacent. They need to be like, we have a lot of people that love just playing what we've got. We're going to step it up to the next level. If they ever start being like, we're just going to rest on our laurels, that is when things are not going to go well, in my and, opinion. And,
0: and they're not. They're not resting on their laurels. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. They spend so much time making new content that once that content comes out and it's no longer used, it's just sitting there and people are wondering, well, why can't I keep doing this old game mode from previous things. I really enjoyed that. The loot I already got, I don't need to do it anymore. People want to keep playing older game modes at Destiny and I'm right there with them because the way Destiny works is a gun from year one, all of the, uh, from, from an old expansion, right? is not going to be as powerful in some senses as a usual gun from a newer expansion. And listen, that's common MMO, but it's not usable for a different reason than other MMOs do it. Just because its stats are lower, Mm. it's different. It's not artificial inflating. It's, well, this gun just can't... can't, I can't put a mod on it. Like, why can't I put a mod on this gun? That doesn't make any sense. Every other gun I can put a mod on, right? Why can't I do this game mode? Well, because the armor doesn't drop with such good perks. It's because of these things that Bungie can't turn around and make new content or right. reuse old content and make new content with it that, it that Destiny players are really frustrated in the community because of this. And as soon as students, I guarantee you – or rather, I don't guarantee you. Sorry. Let me re- rephrase that. If Destiny 3 has a new engine, the content situation is going to be so much different. It's going to be so much different. And it's unfortunate that they were forced to use an old engine for Destiny 2. Because if it wasn't, Destiny 2 would not be in the situation it is right.
1: I mean, Destiny 2 will either embrace the large vision of World of Warcraft or they won't. And if they don't, they could still survive and be okay. But if I were them, I would be hiring people who could write things like the – I mean – do you, do you remember how much excitement? And still, there's excitement. But for a long period, then every year, the excitement when Blizzard would release the trailer for the new World of Warcraft expansion, people were so amped because it was yes, more content, but it was more story. It was more characters, but also characters that they knew. You know what I'm talking about? Like. No, no, I know what you're talking about. There's no reason to not. uh, I'm going to keep saying it. And if anything, me playing Destiny 2 will just give me more ammunition. There's no reason for them not to try and create some more RPG type situations or environments or quests or whatever. There's no reason to not at least try it, I think,
0: right? Right. And and so Destiny does that a lot. They just try. That's part of the thing, is that. So it's, it's not a writer issue. It really is not. It's just their ability to turn around. No, no, and what no. I'm not the saying the writers, writers
1: aren't competent or aren't doing a good job. No. I'm just saying they should just keep hiring good writers and try and put out good content. That's all.
0: I think I, – well, here's part of the thing is like first of all, they, I was saying earlier, like their employees, like they just stick around because Budgie's such a great place to work. Yeah. But here's the other thing with that, right? Mm. Because the writers stick around, they just, have, they just keep writing. But part of part of the issue with Destiny's Universe is that there's so much to explore and read in within the universe that and they just can't turn around and create enough content to fill those stories. If you look at the current I mean they
1: could um, if they they hired the best of Bioware and they hired the best of, you
0: know, these companies, they could. it re no. It really is not. Well, I yes. If you hired maybe I don't know ten thousand people to program your game, you could probably get it out in a different situation. But that's unreasonable, right? Like we're talking. I don't know how many but- employees Bungie has, but here's the thing: most of them are probably working on Destiny three or whatever next big piece of content is out coming out next, right? Which I don't think Most they the should wipers, be. By the way,
1: Destiny Two looks amazing. They should be focusing on more content for Destiny Two. Would be my personal opinion. I say it's
0: two. I think it's two thirds on Destiny Three and one third working on the current content. Okay. Um. Okay. Right, here's the other. Here's the other part of the equation. Just because Activision and Bungie are splitting up doesn't mean the rest of the content from the annual pass is still not attached to Activision's name. It is because until the annual pass is done with. Activision is still attached to to Bungie's product. Mm -hmm. And so once that – after the annual pass, after uh, after the annual pass, that's when everyone's going to want to look and say, okay, what does a Bungie – they said this in their ViDoc, their developer ViDoc. What does a Bungie-developed Destiny look like? And we're going to find out. We're going to find out in due time, and I hope it's good. And I hope, it has, I hope it solves the foundational issues that Destiny has had since its creation. Because I could go into how Destiny PvP doesn't have dedicated servers. It's still running on peer-to-peer and people are able to DDoS each other and ruin each other's games. I could go into how they can't create enough content and they need to, like, they need to figure out how to repurpose old content to make the game fully fresh, and available, and you like you have so much content, you just don't want to stop playing. I can mm-hmm. go into how the microtransaction system in Destiny really like like ruined a lot of or ruined the idea of what it meant to be grinding for cool loot, and how they had to transition and fool around with the microtransaction after launch to finally make it fair for players and consumer friendly. I can go into like I-, I can go into all these things. And more about how they like what they need to change, mm-hmm. and once those foundational things get fixed, there there's nothing going to stop this game.
1: Word. Well, we're going to end on the Nintendo Switch as always. First of all, though, Ethan, I would like to point out that the Critical Role Kickstarter is now over seven million dollars with fifty two thousand backers and thirty eight days to go so again the nerds have won so you're not still listening to this podcast if you don't like nerds but if you are you lost and we won so you're welcome
0: america um, now, now, now all we need is nerds to inherit the financial sectors of all big corporations, so they can finally fund the right. Well, things. but
1: the problem is we get Mark Zuckerberg, and he creates a shit of the whole thing. You know, I mean, he's a nerd, but he's a lost nerd. So I, I don't know. It's it's tough. No, no. I mean, I mean,
0: I mean nerds who are loyal to both the family. Uh, I say.
1: Who are I say I say who who
0: dual sided nerds
1: who who belong to the code who you know who, I I hear what you're saying I hear what you're saying so even the labo create your own Nintendo Switch cardboard box thing always seemed like a bunch of nonsense hooey bluey bullshit to me and now with a VR kit which I'm not a believer in VR or interested in VR whatsoever. I don't know if this makes me think it's less hooey bluey or more hooey bluey because I'm not a so, VR guy. So, so why don't you I- just try and explain to me as if I have no idea what's going on because to be honest, I do not have any idea. I'm looking at a Nintendo Switch with a cardboard VR thing. Ethan, go ahead.
0: So to start, Nintendo Labo is basically Nintendo construction kits – made of high-quality cardboard for you to build and create different objects, and then use them for mini-games that you play on the Nintendo Switch. So, one of them, for example, is a mini-piano that you make out of cardboard, and then you plug in the game, and you connect the thing, and you do the blah-blah-blah, and all of a sudden, you're playing on a piano. And you're... It's fun, cutesy, kid, miniature... Robotic building kits, basically. that do Buy Legos instead,
1: people. It's a much better investment well, of your money. Well, here's
0: ahead. the thing. Here's the thing, Jesse. I had it explained to me this way. And Nintendo Labo is cheaper than Legos. And when you think about it like that, but it's, it's way lamer stunts-
1: than Legos. Because Legos, just- you can keep building over and over again in different ways. Cardboard, you shape it once, it's
0: over. So. The car, so, but here's the thing if it's a four hour construction project, which some of them were, like that's a fun time between, I don't know, the dad and the kids, right? That's a fun right. time, dad. Or you could with. buy and five huge Lego sets
1: and build forever and ever and ever and keep rebuilding over and over again. Have
0: you seen how much big Lego sets cost today, Jesse? I mean, five big, five, big, yeah. five big Lego sets would be $500
1: i don't mean that kind of no that's not true go to target i'll i'll buy you dude i will buy you a kylo ren star destroyer uh uh, princess leia capital ship and a couple others for like 50 60 bucks you'll have plenty of legos (laughs) you will be able to
0: oh yes oh yes i'm gonna prove it to you right now how wrong you are how much uh what's it called again Okay, just
1: go ahead and talk about the cardboard 3D. Okay,
0: okay. Anyway, Jesse's wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Lego, Lego's been marketed up very much in the past 10 years. I'm
1: not saying it's-, it's not overpriced, but I'm, I, I, I'm not seeing the replay value, so to speak, for the Labo, Labo, okay. whatever the fuck it's called.
0: For $60, dollars you get 12, Admit, it's and you're gimmick.
1: It- Admit it's a gimmick. Admit it's a gimmick. Admit it's a gimmick. Just admit it. Can I finish? Can I yeah, finish? No. Admit it's a gimmick and I'll let you finish.
0: Oh. Okay. Alright. It's it's a it's a fun niche toy. It's a fun niche toy. So's a dildo. Not everybody bought it, but guess what? It's fucking sold out when it first came out. So I'm not So's
1: a- Jim Sterling's dildo. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Uh huh. So go that kind of proves your point. That kind of proves my point, which is people are fucking weird and like weird things. Yep, that I agree with, and that
1: is why I, I always put my money on Nintendo when it comes to money for exactly that reason.
0: Okay, so I've explained. I've explained Labo. I've explained Labo. We could argue about Lego versus Labo some other time. Anyway, so the idea with this is that you build a little. You build a little cardboard thing. Yep. Right. But it's a VR headset, similar to the ones that you would buy for 20 bucks off of the Dollar Tree store shelf, and you plug your phone into, and it creates the, the fake VR headset experience. It's I mean, this is clearly
1: going to be as revolutionarily awesome as the 3DS 3D mode, right?
0: <laughs> I have no doubt that this will be a failure as VR is concerned, as first of all... VR fa- barely yeah, works.
1: I don't know. But VR is pretty much a failure on its own. I, I don't know if it needs uh, this. Yeah,
0: it's, it. It actually had a pretty breakout year last year. Mm-hmm. So, um. But anyway, um. Mm. With he, here's the thing yes. for a switch for a switch the switch undocked because the way this works is you take your switch unit you take the joy cons off you slide it into the little slot just like you would slide your phone into like a, a phone head- VR headset. And then you have the VR experience because the screen is attached to your head. You can turn around and do all things, blah, 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 blah. The Switch has VR uh, built-in gyro sensors. That's how it can work with VR. Anyway, he- here's the thing. The Switch undocked is in 720p. And as much as I approve of 720p 60 for normal gaming, mm-hmm. 720p in VR is just not it. No,
1: no, I'm sorry. VR barely
0: works in 1440p.
1: No, you need super high res.
0: You need 4K for VR for a proper... At least.
1: At least, yeah.
0: Well, 4K is a standard for most VR headsets. But anyway, here's the thing. Nintendo has never released anything that they have not considered to be quality. And I fully agree with what their decision on quality is, right? And I I trust their decision on quality. There's got to be some experience to this thing that makes it somewhat... Wow, you know, this for, is
1: starting to sound let, like a uh, eliminate all possible alternatives argument as opposed to a positive argument for it. You're let, like, let, let, Nintendo's let never say. fucked up, so as weird as this sounds, this must be a successful venture. <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: no, no, listen to me. The, the Nintendo... I trust Nintendo's decision on quality. There must be a reasonable reason that I could say someone will like something about this and say, yeah, I could see that. I disagree with you, but I could see that. Mm. There's got to be something about it. There's got to be some game that you could play on it or whatever that makes sense.
1: I think it's a really cute idea from the beginning that is completely not a giant appeal to anyone out there. But if people enjoy it, then good for them. But again, this is a fringe thing. And so this this is the,
0: this is the very example of let someone else buy it and you find out about it later.
1: Exactly. 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 This this
0: is the example of that. Um, so listen, listen, I'm all for Nintendo being batshit crazy and doing random ass things and see if it works. Mm -hmm. They did it with the 3ds obviously the 3d was a failure right they right. did it with the switch where they combined everything about all of their old consoles and put it into one and guess what it was a fucking madman success mm-hmm. so who knows right like maybe 720 vr with a nintendo game is actually really cool
1: mm-hmm. i
0: doubt it i very highly doubt it but we just don't know and so listen i i'm gonna let nintendo keep being crazy because I'd rather Nintendo be crazy than be EA. So.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. So okay. So a couple quick closing topics here. I uh, continue to play play. I continue to try and do anything in Europa Universalis 4. And it is a bitch of a game but it is so fascinating to watch because you can't lose it actually kind of emboldens you to try shit because you're not afraid of just getting wiped off the map or it just being all over because that's just not how it operates so it actually emboldens you to try shit Um, and it's definitely a game where the interface looks way more complicated than the actual game is nevertheless Still difficult. I uh, made some progress in Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but to be honest with you, I think Origins flows much better, and it just in general, the African um, setting of Origins is more interesting to me. So I've been kind of jumping back and forth with that. I also got uh, for <laughs> I got a key. I think off a reputable website, man, not G2K, obviously, uh, for the entire Total War Shogun 2, um, mm-hmm. which is considered, like, definitely one of the best Total War games, and it runs great on my computer, and I love those, you know, like, uh, um, uh, company, squad-based uh, war games. Um, so, uh, so that has been super fun. On my computer, and I've been also just doing just general RPGs, like like live RPGs in general with some friends of mine. Um, what else have you been playing, Ethan? And then we'll do final thoughts, and we'll close up.
0: Uh, I mean, just a bunch of Civ Six and Destiny. Uh, oh, I any played. new
1: um, any new discoveries on Civ Six with the expansion?
0: Oh my god, giant death robots giant death robots giant death oh, robots i
1: want it i want it i want giant so death
0: robots. so, so here so so this so this is pretty cool right so it's a giant mecha as an end game military unit that has anti-air defense Range to range attack up to three, so you know your archers how they can go like attack two. So we're this talking about like Genlock,
1: three. Genlock, or even beyond that.
0: Like beyond
1: that. Oh like my it, god! Uh, you,
0: ha, you have you seen the trailer for the zombies robot?
1: No, I also haven't seen the last couple Genlock episodes, so please don't spoil okay. them. Yeah. I, anyway, 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 anyway,
0: anyway, anyway, Um, it, it has anti-air, range, super range attack, melee. And it can, it could go super far, and on top of that, it could walk in fucking waters. So you could instead of having late game ships, you just have fucking robots in the water fighting each other. It's so cool. It's so freaking. Why cool. don't they
1: just make more games like that? Like little, you know. Little because Simbiondo was a
0: fucking failure.
1: I know, but you know, all of the like quote unquote real time strategy games on, you know, on mobile devices, like, if they made them a little bit more immersive and more interesting, I would play them all the time. Again, this goes back to my lack of understanding of how easily the Nintendo Switch took over the market of portable games. When we've had these very high-powered devices with amazing screens and Samsungs and the high-end iPhones and Samsungs for all of these years, we can't get ga- really good gaming out of it. I- I'm not really sure. I read an article today about Harry Potter Go, basically. Have you heard about this? Yeah. Harry Potter no. Wizards Unite, a more complex Pokemon Go for super fin- I mean, if. It- if they could make real Pokemon games on my iPhone, dude, I would pay fifteen twenty dollars for that game if it was properly implemented. But it's not. You can get you Final Fantasy. You can get Final. The Final Fantasy games are the only ones you can get, and even them, most people say, "Be buyer beware." They don't perform as well as on. Thanks. I'm dude. I'm well, still good news. keeping my. I'm still keeping my DS and 3DS. Dude, first of all, I'm keeping my DS for Chrono Trigger, if nothing else, and I'm definitely keeping my 3DS. Go ahead.
0: Well, good news, Jesse. Yeah, I sent you this the other day. But Square Enix is bringing Octopath Traveler Square to Nix! mobile devices. Oh,
1: by the way, thanks for not getting me uh, that game so I can keep playing on the Switch because these other two games are driving me crazy. Although Octopath would probably drive me crazy.
0: Um, No, it's it's very much more traditional. I think think you would know a lot more, understand a lot more what's going on.
1: I like Xenoblade Chronicles a lot, but it is just difficult to – the combat is just a thing. Think you know?
0: It's very overwhelming. It is. It's very overwhelming. Once you get once you get ten hours in, you kind of get the hang of it, though.
1: So okay, so let me open up. Um, what do we got but, here? But I, I think no, it's go pretty go cool.
0: Ahead. Octopath coming to the phone. I think. That's,
1: oh yeah, no, that's uh, that. It's, it's great. It's, it's, it's Queenix a, it's a great doing idea. it. Okay, so upcoming games or games that just dropped. People are loving Devil May Cry Five. I have played parts of 2 and 3 on the PS2 and PS3 or whatever. I haven't played it very recently. Those sorts of twitchy action games, which are sort of like Dark Souls Light or whatever you want to call them, are not my thing because I suck at them. What is your take on the excitement over Devil May Cry 5? Because people have not been excited over the last game or two from this series.
0: Listen, Great but fucking great beloved beloved game series, beloved game IP coming out, pulling out a a, a sequel that tops the others when they were disappointed. Mm -hmm. Listen, listen, give the fans what they want. Give the fans what they want. Listen, gamers will always praise and love something that is exactly what they wanted. And this is it. There's a reason why it has a Metacritic score of 89 and the user score is higher at 9.1. There is a reason, and this is it. Like it's, it's just, it's what people wanted. Like,
1: is it true? Final Fantasy seven coming to the Switch and Xbox One, March twenty sixth.
0: I know the seven is coming to the Switch. I didn't know about Xbox One, but I, it's possible. Yeah, I would assume.
1: Okay, Final Fantasy Seven. That's what it says. Um, sh- new Shovel Knight or a Shovel Knight update or whatever. I don't fucking care. Um, Mortal Kombat 11, don't care. Day's Gone, don't really care. Um, I, we're getting not, a lot of not announcements. Uh, are, well, speaking of announcements. Yes. Oh, no, are ex- you getting married? Oh, no.
0: I, I wish. I fucking wish. Fire
1: Emblem Three Houses, July 26th. The, the Harry yeah. Potter Fire Emblems. Wait, let me grab my shotgun and shoot myself in the face really quickly. Go ahead. Listen. Listen. If
0: it's good, you're gonna regret those comments. So, <laughs>
1: if the game is good, I won't give a fuck who's the characters in it.
0: Um. So we got we had a surprise announcement just a few hours ago.
1: Oh yeah, go uh, ahead. We'll, we'll end on we got a
0: surprise announcement just similar to how Nintendo does things, and I hope this is how the rest of the industry starts doing things because this is a much cooler way of getting people hyped up for your fucking announcements. than going to E3 and waiting for E3 to happen.
1: Yeah. Oh my god.
0: But so we got a surprise announcement from Xbox. It's called the Xbox One S2 uh, Inside Xbox uh, video that's coming out tomorrow mm. at five. Um, now it's titled S2, which there's there, obviously it's called the Xbox One S. So is this a, a new console announcement? Is there other stuff? They they showed a bunch of the Master Chief Collection, which. Everyone is assuming it's just me to the, ex- the Master Chief Collection port for PC, which why I, I will immediately pre-order as though my life depended on it.
1: Because,
0: mm-hmm. um, sure. dear God, I would love to play that game in fucking on fucking PC. Um, but outside of that, like, uh, I, I'm just I, I hope Xbox has something to announce because, like, li- listen, you, you, don't, you don't just drop something on people and that, like, that just bring disappointment. And mm-hmm. I, I've said it for a while. I will keep saying it. Paul Spencer is a really smart guy, and he has what it takes to turn the Xbox market around. Okay.
1: Well, here here are the games coming out that aren't just remakes that are interesting. Um, Animal Crossing, I suppose, even though it's the stupidest shit ever. Um, Battle ever battle toads which you've been championing for reasons you don't understand because it's the it's m- fucking battle toads it, it's a horrible game you, you'll you'll battle see toads. when you play it gears gears battle five is a legitimate gears of war five is is a legitimate uh major title uh legend of zelda Rest in peace cliffy b links awakening luigi's mansion three I'm excited for MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries, and this is why I need a fucking joystick to go to this with this PC so I can play MechWarrior 5 as it's supposed to be played. Those games are amazing. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I, I, I pray that that game is happening, but I can't see it. And then another Wolfenstein game. It's looking like another good, not great uh, video game year, man. And I'm wondering if this is going to be... Final question. Is this going to be the status quo until we get the new systems? Is a bunch of good, not great video game years. And then at the end of the year, they'll drop like Last of Us 2 or something, you know, to make it an okay year. But, you know, Yakuza 5 isn't going to really change the equation.
0: Yeah, I mean... Mario Maker yeah.
1: Two is or Dragon Quest Builders Two isn't going to really change the equation.
0: No, I think here's the thing, right? Like the same thing happened at the last console We had a lot of great hits that ended out the generation, right. and then we had the transition period, uh, which was unfortunately a terrible transition period because the publishers of the industry decided, hurdy we're afraid of mobile games, so we're going to put everything out on 360 and PS3 just in case." Uh, which was a terrible decision, and you experienced firsthand via Drachnate's Inquisition, so mm-hmm. I know you know that's horrible. It's um, not horrible, though. No, I, not, mean, not I the almost game, wish the game, it was but horrible, but the it port, was... The port, the port was awful, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. On PS3, it was awful. Anyway, like, so, you know, it... I, I will continue we're, we're to, keep to say good to keep good, the good
1: first games. fifty hours of Mass Effect Andromeda way more interesting than 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 Dragon Age Inquisition. But go ahead.
0: But yeah, I mean, I mean like, listen, we're gonna keep good and good games, and then we're gonna see we're gonna see where the future takes us, right?
1: I mean, here's the thing: Dragon Age. age... Thing. Sorry, uh, ahead, I, ahead, I was go just ahead. gonna say Mass Effect Andromeda was legitimately once it was patched and fixed up was legitimately a cool good game and so i want to know where all these bioware employees are that aren't on that and aren't on anthem i I, i'm confused about where all these people went so they're all fired fired. so why don't why doesn't Bungie hire them or why doesn't blizzard hire them like i don't understand that's
0: that's not how that's not how that
1: works yeah that's not how that works and maybe, maybe
0: i'm sure actually i'm sure somewhere they maybe did Sure I think something.
1: Bungie is hiring some of these people in the background. I, honestly, if they're going to survive as a mega medium indie, they have to hire some of these people. I think
0: people people get shifted every which way. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. People who made the people who made Mass Effect and Drama was not exactly Team A for BioWare. Okay, it wasn't, it was but in the end,
1: the writing and, and execution was pretty good. Honestly,
0: Jesse. 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 It I want to play it again, B. to be honest it with you. It wasn't even Team B. It was Team C. We know now it was Team C because Team B was with the know, next dragon know. I
1: understand what you're saying, but I'm telling you that it was executed much better in the end than what it was supposed to be. But it doesn't sure. matter. Either way, we're the we're the real yeah, the real people from from that organization. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway.
0: Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I, 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 th- I think the, the people in the front of the pack, Sony, Nintendo, mostly Sony, because they have something to show off. I mean, Nintendo just has the Switch; they're just gonna keep putting out new games. I think Sony's gonna like really show the world what it means to be next generation. Uh, it, because let's be honest, that's where the most of the big new IPs are gonna be at. My guess is Death Stranding is gonna be a PS5 release at this point um horizon 2 if that's in the next two years i don't think it'd be i think it's gonna be the next three
1: i think again Uh, as i've been saying to you for over a year i think horizon 2 is the obvious release title for the ps5 but I, i i could be wrong about that i i think it'll be the year after actually because the current game looks so good on the ps4 why even mess around unless you get a new new technology, new new generation of technology?
0: But I, 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 I don't I, know. I I, I I think Sony's going to be leading the way for what it means to be playing games on new hardware. Yeah, and I hope I, I hope I hope in I hope two years after that, Nintendo mm-hmm. releases by then releases the Switch Plus or whatever oh, the equivalent version of that. Speaking of which, and quick, I hope Xbox yeah. I hope Xbox releases a console with games yes. to actually play on it. Quick question. So all of the video
1: game podcasters I listen to, no one is totally crazy about God of War, and yet it seemed like the obvious Game of the Year and it won Game of the Year at the Video Game Awards. What do you make of of all this? Because I don't know, either in terms of my personal friends or in terms of the podcasters I listen to, really almost anyone who loved God of War, and yet it was like, Oh yeah, God of War is going to win Game of the Year.
0: It was definitely there was it was unquestionable that God of War was like such a like a great single player experience that it was up for Game of the Year contender. I didn't think it was going to win Game of the Year. I thought Red Dead Redemption was going to win. Um,
1: right, but there's too many people who think that that game is straight up bad. Like Jesse Cox and Dodger like hate that fucking game
0: so many people would hate on a single player experience too. That doesn't mean anything. Um, I think, listen, I think, I think, I think since we're in 2019 mm-hmm. and we're over a year past its initial release date, I think it's lost the, It. it, it that's, I don't want to say staying power cause that's not the right term,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: the, the, uh, the cultural relevance right now we're living in the world of a great resident evil Two remake uh, Anthem being shit, Apex Legends being the greatest breakout for EA since fucking FIFA, uh, fucking the Division Two coming out, it's Devil May Cry being exactly what everybody wanted it to be, and so many other things. Mm. I think I think that's what we're living in right now, and I, I just, I, God of War isn't the new thing, so it's not going to be talked about. I think I think everyone I think everyone will agree that in 2018. God of War was. If you were to pick one video game to be the video game, it would be God of War. Yeah, I suppose and that, 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 that's all. That, that's all there is to say about it, right? Yeah. That's all there is to say about it. Other than it's a great experience. I can I personally can't talk about it because I didn't play it. Right. But everyone who has ever ever with this game mm-hmm. says it's great, and I have no reason to just. Dis- I have no, more, no reason to not believe them on this.
1: It's okay. I think if, if Horizon had been 20% better and had switched places with God of War, it would have won too, to be honest. Um, I've, I've played enough if and Horizon lost enough with God of tr- War. Yeah.
0: If Horizon had come out in 2018, it's very possible it could have taken first. It's very possible.
1: I mean the 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 tugging at your heartstrings in God of War is very surface and very obvious. Um, I don't know. I, I, that, doesn't I, it, I it, that doesn't make it that doesn't make any less of an experience. No, it doesn't. It, and again, I, I played a, a somewhat of God of War. I played nothing of Red Dead Redemption, so I can't really comment
0: on it. By but, the way, yeah. By the way, that was an interesting thing that I wanted to point out, which was. In Masters of Doom, they frequently talk about, uh, or not frequently, but at several points they contemplate the idea of, like, story and Doom. Yes. And yeah. I what, What's interesting is in today's world, the single-player experience game almost always is in the realm of, if not in contention, for Game of the Year, which is very interesting to me that the guys who basically, like, led that led one of gaming's greatest golden ages were in a sense rock in their philosophy.
1: Well, but that's where Quake comes in because Quake has the story. It has the horror. It has the bloodiness. It has the level design, but it has the narrative as well. And that's, You know, that's ultimately why Romero was wrong and Carmack was right um, with Quake. And Quake 3 and Quake 4 are two of the best games of all time. I don't care how much people talk about Half-Life and Half-Life 2. They can shove it up their ass. Quake 3 and Quake 4 are spectacular and do have narratives and and are extremely scary in ways that were way ahead of their time. I agree with you. Um, And, you know... Doom was revolutionary for the engine and for the bloodiness, but quake is what really set them apart in terms of uh, design of of world building or whatever um, right. and I wish got more more credit because nothing th- everything from resistance to the last of us would not exist without quake I mean it just would not exist it, w- it wouldn't happen yeah. So, all right, buddy. So, what's the the big announcement? What well, we're gonna talk about in a couple days?
0: That was the Xbox thing.
1: Do you really the think Xboxing. this is gonna be that big?
0: I hope their only announcement is the audit at a Master Chief Collection PC port. I hope it's a <laughs> I hope it's a console announcement. Fair enough. Because that's what they need. That's what they need right now. Fair enough. They, they need and they need anything to give them life. Fair enough. They need anything to give them life.
1: All right, Bizzlecast uh, listeners, well, thank you for joining us. I apologize for my shitty microphone. It's going to be indefinite till I get my real mic fixed. But, Ethan, it sounds like I'm not so horrible because I told you to, like, tell me if I sounded super horrible, and you didn't tell you me mean, that. You mean
0: more horrible to listen to than you normally, normally are? Normally, like
1: way worse. Like, yes, like sound quality-wise, in addition to me just being a horrible human being. Also sending horrible sound quality wise. I mean,
0: I'm going to have to get a blood transfer for all the my years of bleeding, but, you know, it'll be okay.
1: All right. Well, I got 91.7 gigs of Destiny 2 waiting for me on my uh, on my PlayStation here. There
0: you go. <laughs> so, that'll give you a lot to chew.
1: That'll give me a little chew on. So, all right, buddy. Thank you so much for joining me as always.
0: All right. Thank
1: you, L underscore Fedorable. Check him out online uh, with the Twitch streaming uh, thing that the kids do these days. Um, And thank you for joining us as always for the awkward controllers and the Bizzlecast. May the force be with you. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out.